the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour with your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Appleton. Sin Shu Chu. Mouthful. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer at so-called Fantasy Experts. Uh, co-host on the line, AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, dude? How are you? Oh, pretty good, man. Just, uh, you know, same old daily grind, man. You know, work, kids, podcast. <laughs> what you got to do? <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't know if you caught the, the uh, Syracuse Duke game here. I just flipped I, I did it on not, right before. No. Dude, I mean, I I don't know if it was like a crazy comeback or something, but uh, Syracuse ended up winning last second buzzer beater to top out top Duke at home. So nice. I was. Uh, I mean, it's bad for Virginia Tech. We actually kind of wanted Syracuse to lose because we're tied with them in the ACC rankings. But uh, yeah, but I we was, like, beat that. I was like, and. We beat Duke too, so I know, but it, you know, it helps to be like number five in the ACC instead of number ten. So, well, yeah, at the end of the year, but yeah, it, I always like to see Duke lose, so whatever. Sorry, Duke fans. No, well, not really. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, but not sorry. Anyway, um, yeah. So tonight, man, we are going to continue our. Uh, fantasy baseball 2017 position previews with second base and shortstop. Uh, a lot to talk about here, so we'll get to it. But first, I want to bring up some big news in basketball. The trade de- trade deadline is approaching. I think 3 p.m. tomorrow. I want to say there, there's been a couple yes. like smaller trades. Um. Like, Lou Williams with the Houston, meh. Uh, I guess Cole, whatever, they get their 12th three-point shooter on that team. And then uh, today the Wizards made a move for uh, Bojan, Bojan Bogdanovich or something like that, I think is his name. He's from yeah. the Nets. He's, he's decent. Bogdanovich, thank you. He, he's decent. Um, I'll, I'll take him, especially for what we gave up. Like, it doesn't really matter. Um yeah, you know, they're not going to be like true difference makers. We need a bench, so the Wizards. I'm I'm glad we did something. We need a bench really bad. Um, yeah, the biggest trade, obviously, everybody knows, like the night of the All Star game. Uh, Boogie Cousins, Demarcus Cousins, goes to New Orleans to play alongside Anthony Davis, and New Orleans gave up like close to nothing for this trade which was shocking. They gave up their first round pick from this year, uh, Buddy Buddy Heels, who I think people think is going to be good, but, you know, he's just kind of a shooter in the league. Um, And there's, you know, there's a million of those types of guys. So, like, okay. And then their first round pick for next year, which is likely to be a mid to low first round pick now because New Orleans could – very easily make the playoffs. And um, so 
So I, they didn't really seem to give up a lot. But that put aside, what do you think of this trade for the like, their value going forward in fantasy basketball? Like AD and Boogie wow. playing side by side now. Like they're very similar games if you look at their games. Yeah, I I kind of feel like it's um, I I think it's gonna hurt both of them a little bit. I mean, they're still gonna be putting up numbers, and you know they're obviously now they have two go-to big men to get you know points on the board and get rebounds and and take care of blocks. So I, I still think they're gonna get their stats, but I think they might take a bit of a a hit each. Um, you know, I, I, I like Buddy Heald. Uh, I had him a couple of times, you know, on and off this year. I may have even drafted him, honestly, because I had high hopes for him. You know, he was a, a I kinda think he standout yeah. in college. And, uh, you know, I just really liked him coming into this year. Um, but he just he just hasn't really found his stride yet, unfortunately, um, which is why he's been dropped a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I think this will, this will be interesting for him. Um, you know, going to uh, another team that's bad, I guess <laughs> is the way to put it. Um, so I, I think, you know, it, his numbers will, maybe the change of scenery might do him, uh, do him good, but. Other than that, I don't really see too much more out of him. Uh, you know, Tyreek Evans coming back home to Sacramento for his second stint. You know, he won, uh, pretty sure he won Rookie of the Year uh, there. So, um, you know, I, I do like him. He's another guy that, you know, I've kind of had on and off this year. So, I think overall, I don't see much change from these guys moving forward. You know, like I said, aside from Cousins and and Davis maybe a, a slight downtick. Yeah, I mean, I they're both going to be overall fine, but you you know you may have a couple like off nights from each one of them now because you know they're just going to be they're going to be competing with each other for touches, um, and it sucks for me too because I got Drew Holiday, so you know I'm sitting here going, damn, Drew Holiday's scoring is going to get cut in like half. And I've heard a stat somewhere that Boogie Cousins uh, scores like he something about like he scores like forty eight percent or almost almost fifty percent of his scores are unassisted. So I'm like, oh, great, that's fantastic. Like for for Drew Holiday, like he's just gonna have his assist cut in half. Like so, basically, Drew Holiday goes from like a. you know, maybe I, I think he was producing like maybe fourth, fifth round value for a while now. He's going to go down to like eight, nine, ten round value at this point. So it just destroys me. Um, yeah. That's pretty fantastic. Um, anyway, no one wants to hear my misery here. So, uh, yeah, no, big, 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 big trade there. So that was uh, pretty big news there. On to baseball. A guy that we've mentioned a few times on here, Matt Wieters, finally signs a contract. Uh, got his signed with the Washington Nationals, so he stays local. Uh, I mean, I'm happy happy for the guy. I, I'm glad he finally got it. You know, got signed. I was actually pretty surprised at the amount of the contract, though. Two years, twenty one million dollars. I thought it was going to be a lot cheaper at this point. I really did. 
Yeah, that that does surprise me a bit. Um, you know, I I think Weeders went into last year definitely betting on himself, and uh, it didn't really work out that way for him. And once free agency hit, because no one really seemed to jump on board for him. Um, I mean, he's still he's still a a good player. You know, he's like I said, I think uh, last show. You know, he's one of the best at calling a game there is so you know I think once he gets involved and gets to know these Washington pitchers you know they're going to love having him back there Um, but you know it'll be interesting to see you know what he can do batting wise if he can still produce there I mean I, I think he'll be okay but you know like I've said before he's not any kind of threat on the bases so you know he's he is what he is there i mean he can still play uh you know i think he's he's caught on with a good team so um you know they needed to fill that void with uh ramos leaving for tampa bay so this could be it you know Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be weird to see what's going to happen now with Daniel Norris. They signed him earlier in the offseason, so I, I've heard rumors already that they're trying to trade him, which makes total sense. But, I mean, what are you going to get for him at this point? He was already kind of a, a – he was already a really low-end catcher anyway. Uh, I, I don't really know what they're going to give for him. But, I mean, he's starter-worthy for most teams. Just who's going to pay for – a a catcher in a trade like that. I, I don't know. They may just get stuck with both of them. Um, yeah. And that's true. I forgot that they had uh, Derek Norris on, on the, uh, on the roster. Yeah, what did I say? Did but, I say Daniel Norris or did I say Derek? You said Daniel, Daniel. That's okay. I, I wasn't going to say anything, but you know, you, you called yourself out on that one. So, so good job. I like I it. Realize I did. <laughs> All right, man. So let's move on here to the second base position. Um, you know, this position, you know, we we started saying it last year that in years past, this has been a really shallow position. You've had not a whole lot of fantasy production coming out of the second base position. You know, and I'm talking years ago now, you know, it was like Dustin Pedroia and like Robinson Cano and, and like that was I felt like that was kind of it. I was trying to think of other names like four, five, six years ago, and it was kind of like, not a whole lot, man. Um, you know, Pajori has really fallen off. Cano's still hanging around. But you have a whole ton of new guys, and we're getting power from this position. We're getting speed from this position. You can kind of get whatever you want from this position. You just – it's hard to find, like, true five tool players from this position. You know, you've got Altuve, um, but he's not going to be like elite power. He's good power. He's not elite power. Um, Cano, which depending on what you want to believe can be elite power. Um, You've got a lot of guys that can hit, you know, teens to twenties in the home runs and steal you pretty decent bases. Um, So, you know, this is a, a, in my opinion, a very deep position now. And 
one that you don't have to go reach for those early guys if you want production from the position, which which is a good thing. You know, you don't have to go reach for the Cano early or the Altuve early. Uh, Garrett, yeah, those guys are awesome, and they're going to help you in – they're going to help you more than everybody else. That's the given, but you don't have to reach for them. You can get good production much later in the draft if you want. Um, my, I don't really have a true draft strategy for second base. I just – kind of see where I feel like it's the position that like there's gonna be some guys that are gonna fall and you're gonna find some value late I feel like that's how I'm gonna play this position um because I'm willing to draft anybody in the top 12 or 13 in this position and feel perfectly comfortable with it so I feel like that's what it's gonna leave me waiting for this position um there's even a couple of guys after that that are kind of sprinkled in in the rankings that I have as, you know, kind of sleeper, kind of upside picks that I wouldn't mind picking to, to fill in my, my bench. And, or maybe just if I take one of these later guys, you know, in the 10, 11, 12 range of second baseman, um, maybe just kind of keep an eye on these other, these, these lower ranked guys that I, I kind of have high hopes for and, and scoop them up in the season. So I, I don't know if, you know, you agree with that or, or if you got a different strategy for it, but I'd be interested in hear what you had to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I still am mad at myself from last year because I had a chance to nab Altuve fairly late. Um, but I had him, I kicked him way down on my rankings in ESPN or my, uh, my pre-draft rankings. Cause I thought he would have been gone. And nobody got him. So when I went to, like, shift through the position, I just had it set for my rankings. And I was, like, franticking and, you know, getting all whatever. And, and I think I picked, like, um, Franco from Philly because I still needed a third base. And I was like, oh, two base gone. And then he went, like, four picks later. I'm like, wait a minute, what? What just happened here? So yeah. I, I completely I remember screwed you myself me about by not being prepared enough but and realizing what was actually out there. But I think, um, you know, the top guys are the top guys, but you you can definitely get quality at this position, and, and it just depends on what you're trying to do with it. Like you said, there's so many different categories that you're pulling from this position Yep. You know, you, you you just have to look at how the drafts are going and and kind of feel it out and figure, okay, well, do I want to get steals here? I'm going after D. Gordon or, or VR. You know, do I want to get power here? Okay, well, I'm going to go after uh, Cano or, or, you know, Dozier. Or Dozier um, or somebody like that, yeah. It, if, you're, if you're going early on them, or you can just wait on it and figure, all right, well, I'm going to get – you know, a handful of help from various categories with one of these other filler guys that's that's out here now. So yeah, you can get like it's a, a DJ broad... Mayhew like super late in drafts, and you know the guy yeah. won the guy won the batting title last year in the National League. Uh, yeah. and he's gonna score a ton of runs in that Colorado offense. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of pop. He'll get you mediocre <laughs> speed, but like you can't go wrong with that. And like it feels like he's going probably in like the 12th round at this point. So, you know, it, it's, it's hard to pass up on that kind of value. Um, I mean, he's going, eh, maybe not 12th round. He's going overall number 86. So 
I mean, that's wow. A lot of second basemen are going flat. 13 second basemen, according to Fantasy Pros, are going by pick 86. And then it plummets to Tustin Pedroia at pick 135. So apparently get one of those top 13. (laughs) And you're going to – I mean, you're going to have to pick – pretty early you know probably top seven eight rounds for for your second baseman so keep that in mind um yeah no i mean it, it's it's a deep position and uh you know like i said altuve is the king here and and it, as as he should be the guy's just a monster you know batting average really high has some pop uh, i don't think we're going to get 25 home runs from him again i think that's kind of on on the high end but you know 30 25 to 30 steals always a given for him the new kid on the block though that's kind of pushing for the Altuve throne is Trey Turner and he is the new darling of fantasy baseball this year man um I did my I did my rankings in early in like mid-January and had them ready and when I first did them you know he was like a second third round pick and then I'm you know other other experts in the industry are are doing them and you, and you see these mock drafts or not these mock drafts, you see these expert drafts and he is now crept into first round territory. And my question is, is this guy for real enough to be a first round pick this year? I, I think he's for real. I don't think he's a first round pick for me. I mean, um, I, I, mean, I would much rather have Altuve than, than Turner. Granted, Turner, I believe, does have that outfield eligibility too, which is nice. Um, so you can kind of plug and play with him. And, and he does, but you if know, you're picking Turner in the first second round, you're probably you're, plugging you're him in second him base. Second. I mean, you're let's not, be real here. Yeah. It's a deep yeah, position. You're not but use outfield them. is the deepest position. I mean, that's there's just so many more players. So like you're not plugging Turner and outfield unless you get like completely crushed by injuries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I like the guy I had him in a league last year. I picked him up, you know, right before he started getting real hot. It might've even been before he came up, but I, I think, I think he was already up and then I just nabbed him real quick. And then, I, I rode him all the way to the championship. I mean, or, or along with some other guys, obviously. But you know, he was a huge piece of my team. You know, continuing their their stretch at the end of the season. Um, I mean, I had I had a lot of a lot of help um, doing whatever. So. Um, I, I like the guy, but I, I don't like him as a first rounder. Yeah, I don't either. I still can't put him in the rankings in the in the top in the in the top twelve. There, I've got him just outside, which is where I think he belongs. Um, you know, he he's in he's in the conversation, but I mean, even his projections don't don't project as first round talent. Um, you know, the steals are going to be there. He's going to have mediocre pop. Uh, I think people are looking at what he did last year in just seventy three games, where he had thirty three steals and thirteen home runs, and they're thinking. Oh, if he doubles that, he's gonna be awesome. No, come on, this is not gonna happen. Um, I mean, if you, <laughs> we had this conversation today because because of a uh, uh, transaction that you're trying to make in a, in a league, and I said, 
if Gary Sanchez doubles his, you know, of course, if Gary Sanchez doubles his stats, he's going to hit like 70 home runs. Come, this is not going to happen. So he's not the, he's well, not going to yeah. be like Barry Bonds. So, you know, but like, look, this guy's not, the pace that he was on was ridiculous. So it's not going to, that's not going to happen. Um, but is he good? He's good. He's definitely worth a second rounder in my opinion. Not, you know, if you're picking maybe at the end of the, like you have the turn, maybe, you know, if you just want that guy, I, I could see it there, but I'm not picking him like nine or 10 where I'm seeing him going now. Like, that's just, that's just kind of like, you're trying to be sly and into, I don't know. You're trying to be cool in these drafts and like pick the next guy. It's not going to happen. So this, you know, be careful there. and don't, don't try and, outthink yourself and be the the cool guy who gets the next big thing because I think he's he's gonna be good but he's been maybe another year away from like really really blowing up he is still super young he's 23 so um talked about him already but Robinson Cano um dude I, I wrote this guy off last year and I mean so much so that in a dynasty league I traded for him in 2015, in the second half of 2015, um, in my dynasty league, because the guy was just giving me him. He was just giving him to me at this point. I was like, I'll take Robinson Cano at his lowest value and see what I get. Ended up winning the league with Cano. Um, Then in the same dynasty league throughout the season, I'm like, look, Cano looks done. Yay, the good second half. I traded him back to the same owner. got half of my players back who I liked plus better ones on top of it. And, and uh, Robinson Cano just crushes it last year. It makes me look really, really stupid. Um, 39 home runs, his most in his career. Like where did that come from? Dude's 34 years old. And, you know, Batting average, always good. Runs and RBI climbed up big time over the last couple, since the last couple of years. I mean, you see him since he went to the Mariners. He was 14 home runs, then 21 home runs, then 39 home runs. What are we expecting from him in 2017? Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he hits 39 again. I, 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 have no idea where that came from. <laughs> HDH, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but <laughs> I mean, he, he just, it, it, it's like, it's really astonishing to look at his stats from 14 to 15 to 16 and in, in his three years there. Um, now you knew going to Seattle the first year he was going to have the issues with the, uh, um, you know, the ballpark and everything like that. And then, you know, I guess they move the fences in and everything like that, so that helps. But he just didn't really seem to have, you know, that same effect that he had with the Yankees in 14. And then, you know, the, the thing that I'm noticing here is that the only thing that's really trending upward is his, his RBIs definitely went up. But the thing that scares me is his strikeouts. I mean, he only had 68 strikeouts in 14, 
and he was up at 107 and 15 and then back down to 100 last year. Um, and, and his stolen bases went way down. I mean, he's just not running. He's, no, not, he's running not running anymore. anymore. So you can't – Yeah. I mean, he wasn't I mean, really much that, of a Not that he ever really had anyway, a but, lot of yeah. stolen bases, but, I mean, his, his 2014 season was his highest career at 10. So you thought, oh, okay, well, maybe he's going there, so he's not going to have as much power, but he's going to start running a little bit. But no. He didn't even have a stolen base last year so um, and got caught stealing in his lone attempt. But, yeah, you know, like mm. you said, the average is there. The, the on-base percentage, you know, dipped way down in 15 from 14, but, but crept back up. Um, you know, I just – his slugging was way up, but I think a lot of that's because of the homers. So – Well, of course. <laughs> I just yeah I I just don't think the um, I don't see these stats I, I could see the the near hundred strikeouts still and you know maybe back down into the two eighties for average which is still good I just don't know if it's second round good um, I, I think people are going to overpay for him after last year's homers. Yeah, I, I do too. I think a lot of people are buying back into it. And, you know, I'm afraid, you know, look, we've seen plenty of players, Adrian Beltre, you know, David Ortiz, you know, hit well past their prime years. But uh, for a guy that just kind of seemed to have vanished, to see him bounce back like this and continue this kind of power is pretty hard to believe. I think we are absolutely going to see uh, – a dip back down of production. Uh, even the even the projections agree with us here. So you know you're looking at like streamer and 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 uh, depth charts here. You know they're, they're looking at like low to mid 20s for home runs, back down to the 80s for RBI and, and runs. So you're going to see a decline. Are those bad numbers? No, but they're not for second round numbers for a second baseman type of deal. Like there's guys that are going to outproduce him this year because of those numbers. But if you pay for last year, you're going to regret it. And, uh, you know, it sounds like we both agree. Another guy that had a ginormous season last year, David Murphy, man, um, or Daniel Murphy, sorry. Um, he hit, you know, two years ago, he was a darling of the Mets playoff run, got him to the World Series, and then um, last year went to the Mets. And everybody was like, well, nah, this is a fluke. You can't do it again. Oh, he proves people wrong and then some. I'm like, I was not a believer last year at all. He proves me wrong big time. 347 average, um, 25 home runs, career high, everything career high last year. It was just a crazy good season for him. And I, I didn't see it coming. And I personally, I don't know if I think it's going to repeat either. But, I mean, a lot of people think it's it's the real deal now. What do you think? Uh, I had a chance to get Murphy earlier in the year. I think it was Murphy and uh, some pitcher from the Phillies, Eichard or Eckerd, whatever his name is. And uh, I was giving up Todd Frazier and Aaron Nola. And I should have done the trade because Frazier was great power, you know, home run wise, but he was terrible average. He was ridiculously bad with strikeouts. And Murphy just kept, killing it and killing it and killing it. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'm buying into him yet. Um, I mean, I guess he did it for a full year. He did it towards the end of that playoff run. I mean, I, he, he's got the talent, obviously, and he's got the skills. I just don't – I can't I can't buy into him. He He's just not a sexy enough name at this point, maybe, <laughs> because he just really hasn't done it, you know, in the past. He was just one of those waiver wire guys that you're like, Ugh, right. I guess exactly. i got to pick him up because I've got an injury or whatever, and, and you just cringed every time you did it. But last year he was absurdly good. So, yeah. I, don't know. he did play I, I mean, I guess teams they were bad, you know. So that, I'm sure that oh, didn't yeah. help. But like he was, like you said, he was always just a guy. He was just you're like, hey, look, Dana Murphy's on the waiver wire. I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's he gonna I mean, do for me? Nothing. It's, it's like it's like, the yeah, same right. theory as going and being like, ah. Man, Adrian Gonzalez went down. Oh, well, I can go get Lucas Duda. And it's like, that's exactly, you look at the Mets players, and you're like, ah, man, really? This is what I'm going after? Uh, I mean, and I can, you know, add to that because I am a Phillies fan, so it's more fun to say that, but it's true. (laughs) It's like, you don't want to add these players for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, But I, you know, maybe the change in scenery for him was all he needed, and um, you know, I feel like with Rendon still being somewhat injured, you know, that kind of helped him get more playing time. I, I feel like, um, you know, Zimmerman, we've seen him fall off and be injury riddled as well. So I feel like there's always going to be a place for him, but or, or there was last year, but now he he's cemented himself in, you know, in that lineup and, and in a starting role. So uh, can he repeat it? Yes. I I don't think that he will, uh, but I I don't think he'll be that far off either. I think he's still going to be pretty good this year. Yeah. I mean, I I have no doubt he's going to be good this year. Um, I I think we're going to see the power drop quite a bit with him. His, His home run to fly ball rate, went up by about 25%, no, about 33%. So that's that's a pretty crazy amount, you know, to see your home run fly ball rate just go up there. Um, he also hit more fly balls than he ever, ever had in a season last year. So just the combination of those two was why you saw the power spike. And it's just – it's not his normal – it's not the normal way that he hit the ball. And, and you guys don't usually recreate themselves at 31. So I think we're going to see a dip there. One other thing, and then we'll move on here, that kind of worries me. And, you know, I'm just noticing this now. His bad bip last year was 348. Do you remember what I just said his batting average was? 348? 347. I don't remember. <laughs> Right. It's pretty crazy. I've never seen a bad bit point oh oh one away than the batting average. You yeah. usually see a bad bit like much higher. So well, he found a way to even of, it out. 
I don't know how that happens. But, I mean, he doesn't strike out a ton. I guess that helps. But, I mean, he still strikes out like 10% of the time. You think that would lower your average quite a bit, um, enough that it's .001. But that's that's kind of a strange thing. So, like, that's even another reason why, like, I just don't think his his batting average is even going to sustain even close to 347. His best before that was 320 when he played about 110 games with the Mets back in – in 2011 before that i mean he's just been kind of he's always pretty high he's always up in like the 280s you know almost 290 range but 347 that's that's pretty hard to repeat so again i wouldn't overpay for him either but i think he'll be solid um anyway let's move on to our sleepers and bus um i'll go ahead and start here my sleeper is going to be Ryan, and I, I may murder this, the last name. I'm just going to say Schimpf uh, for yep. San Diego. It seems right. Um, this guy is going to strike yeah, out a ton. Um, but he finally got his chance after like 13 years in the minor leagues. He finally got his chance last year after – yeah, he'd been with the Blue Jays organization forever and just never got the call. Finally, we got to the Padres last year, got called up about halfway through the year, maybe a third of the way into the year. It was kind of meh at first. And then just he is just hitting the living crap out of the ball. He hit 20 home runs in 89 games. I mean, we're all talking about Gary Sanchez here hitting 20 home runs in like, you know, 60 games. This guy did pretty damn close. Um now, look, I'm not expecting 40 home runs, 35 home runs from the guy, but, you know, another 25 home run season, possibly up in the lower 30s, is, is very doable for him. Uh, he has to cut down on the strikeouts. Uh, batting average was atrocious. But the thing I noticed with him after looking through his minor league numbers was whenever he got to a place, he'd be really bad, and then the next year he'd start off in the same place next year, and he'd be a lot better. So it's almost like he figured something out in the off season, uh, and you, you just see it time and time again with him. It's like bad, good, then bad, then good, then bad, then good, and that's why it took him 12 years to get through the major minors, I guess, because uh, he'd always get promoted like halfway through that next year. Um, I, I, I like him very, very late. He's just he's very underrated in in drafts, and you can get him almost in the last rounds. So, you know. Go after him for you know, a lot of upside, a lot of power upside, in my opinion. You have to have batting average pretty secure to be able to take a guy like this, though, if you're planning on him being a regular player in your lineup, because I think his batting average will be a drain for you. But cheap power, Ryan Schimpf is, is, is a great source here. Yeah, my uh... – my sleeper, I'm going with uh, the new kid in town in L.A., uh, Mr. Logan Forsythe. Um, I, I mean, you see somebody like an Evan Longoria, who in my mind is still one of the, the better third basemen in the league. Uh, I can't really say best because there's you know a handful of guys ahead of him, which we'll talk about next week, shameless plug. But um, Longor- Longoria's still producing and and he's like 
heartbroken that his man crush of Forsyth is gone and he is no longer on this team. So, I mean, to me, that just speaks volumes about the guy. He, he's only been in the league for six years. Came up with San Diego and was more of a role player there. Um, you know, didn't play in a lot of games um, and really didn't have a great average or anything like that. Even his first year in Tampa's average was still 223. But if you if you look at his 2015 season, he had 153 games played, 540 at bats, managed 69 runs, uh, you know, 33 doubles. He had 17 homers, uh, which he surpassed last year in you know, roughly 26 less at bats by three homers, getting 20. You know, not a big RBI guy, uh, only 68 in that 2015 year. And, and around 111 strikeouts with nine stolen bases. So, I mean, he's going to help you out in a lot of these categories. Uh, average was 281. Uh, that was his career high so far. So, I mean, I like this guy. I think that, you know, he's going to get the everyday playing time in L.A. You know, they, they've moved on from uh, from my boy Chase Utley and um, – you know, they they no longer have Howie Kendrick there, who is actually with the Phillies now. So I think he's going to get the playing time, and uh, I think he's going to produce. He's definitely someone you might not necessarily look at drafting, but he's somebody that you can have late if you're going to get him. Yeah, he was pretty good last year until he got injured. Uh, just he, He's just very injury-prone, so it seems to be in his career. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, my bust for second base is going to be probably not a big surprise. I think this is a bust for everybody. But Gene Segura, um, 20 home runs last year, 102 runs, 33 stolen bases, a 319 average. This guy went undrafted in just about every league, I feel like, last year. I mean, he was good for steals, and he's still going to be. But we're not getting – 20 home runs from this guy anymore. Um, his home run to fly ball ratio almost tripled. He he still he hit less fly balls, but he's still hitting almost a two to one ratio of ground balls to fly balls. So it almost has to be the perfect storm of almost you know just a lot of his fly balls have to go out of the yard. And so it just I don't like it for the power and you're going to pay for it. The steals are going to be nice. The batting average I think is going to drop significantly. Um if you if you picked him up in a dynasty league and you're keeping him for next to nothing, sure. But I'm not paying the price that he's going for in ADP right now in in leagues and you know, we're looking at you know, round five probably maybe round four in some leagues. That's just not as too, that's too rich for me. So he's a, he's a big bust for me. Yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, with D Gordon here. Um, you know, it, it's kind of hard to, to judge last year because of his 80 game suspension. So he legitimately only had half a season of play. Um, you know, his average was way down at 268, um, you know, third lowest in his career. Uh, 
he still managed 30 stolen bases, but I mean, this is really what you're going after this guy for stolen bases and, and average is kind of what he's, you know, known for having and helping you out with. He's not a power guy at all. He only had one homer last year and that was the, the Jose Fernandez homer. Um, so, right. you know, not a big RBI guy cause he's a leadoff guy. Um, so, I just think that that people are going to look back to 2015 and, and maybe even 14 where he had, you know, 140-plus games and and see what he did there for his steals. And, you know, that's what you're paying for to get him. Um, he, he's not really helping you out in, in the other categories. I mean, runs, he gets a lot of runs. So he'll help you there too, but – I'm just I'm just not paying paying up for Gordon. If he was sticking around and maybe you know fourth or fifth round, eh, I might think about it. If you know maybe even later than that, I don't even know. I don't even know what his ADP is. Sorry. So um, his ADP right yeah. now is 53, which is looking you know that's like fourth fifth round. So yeah. So I mean, if he's sitting like seventh round for some reason, maybe I'll, I'll go after him, but I'd much rather if I'm going to go in the fourth or fifth, I'm looking more at a Dozier and, uh, you know, hoping he's still there. Yeah. I mean, just real quick on Gordon. I mean, look, the steals are going to be there, like you said, but that's all you can get. That's all you can expect from this guy um, is steals and maybe a little bit of batting average. He's not going to, he's not going to win a batting title again. Uh, I I don't believe he would, uh, but <clears throat> there's so many other guys now that can get you 30 to 40 steals and then get you also like 15 to 20 home runs that I'd much rather have them than D Gordon who could get you 60 steals. Hell, there's even yeah. second baseman Trey Turner who could possibly get you 60 steals and double digit home runs. You know, granted you're not going to get Trey Turner in the sixth round, but. Uh, unless you are super, super desperate for steals and you think I'm just going to go after Gordon for steals and that's it. That's my, that's my strategy. D Gordon's off my radar. He's on like my undraft list. I just won't go after him. Uh, so hundred percent agree with you there. Anyway, moving on to shortstop. Um, shortstop's also deep this year, man. Uh, it's, it's weird to say that the middle infield is a deep, or two deep positions in baseball now. Um, it's 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 loaded now with a lot of young talent, and and that's that's good. Like we, you know, back in the day, you know, like I was, you know, I was I was talking about second base where it was like Cano and Pedroia for the longest time. You know, back in the day, it was like two guys. It was like Hanley Ramirez and Troy Tulowitzki. And then after that, it was like I'm gonna wait till round 15 because there was nothing at this position, literally nothing. Um, you know, but we've got just a ton of guys. You know, Corey Seegers, Carlos Correa's, Lindor's, Bogarts, Story, VR. You know, Segura even has shortstop eligibility. Tons yeah. and tons and tons of guys. Troy Tulowitzki in my rankings is all the way down to 11. I mean, that's that's crazy um, to think about it. How quick 
all those guys just came into the league. Short, the shortstop landscape has just changed dramatically. Um, but I want one of those guys. Like I'm going to go after one of those guys because it's deep, but it's not as deep as like second base where I feel like I can wait a little longer. Um, it's not as deep as we'll get into like third base where third base is just ridiculously deep. Um, I'd feel way more comfortable waiting for third base than I do shortstop because once you get past like kind of the six, seven, eight, nine range, it's kind of like, so it's deeper than it has been in the past. So you feel there's, there's more guys that you feel comfortable using. Um, but there's not a lot late in the draft that I like. So there's a couple names that pop out to me, but I don't feel, I don't feel all warm and fuzzy inside. If that's my shortstop, I'm going crap. No, that's my shortstop. Oops. <laughs> I'm yeah. kind of behind. So, and you're hoping that somebody just like pops out from the waiver wire and, and you can get them later. But I mean, what, what's your thoughts on shortstop this year? Yeah, I think I'm still trying to get one of the 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 upper five to seven guys, I think. You know, I, as my main starter, I'll fill in my middle infield with most likely a second baseman because there is a little bit more depth, but I mean, you could you can find some guys that that have the eligibility that'll work, you know, either second or short. Um I just think that it's it's still a position where you – it is deeper on paper, but I still think you need to get one of the top guys and then not have to worry about it. Yeah. So that said, uh, the shortstop position looks a little bit different this year than last year, even though a lot of the names up top are the same. Um, and the big reason why is because our hometown boy, Manny Machado, finally got shortstop eligibility. Thanks to J.J. Hardy and his never-ending back injuries, which he already has one, uh, they moved Machado over to shortstop for about was it sixty plus games this this past season, so he he carried the eligibility over. Um, because of that shortstop eligibility, my question to you is: Does that make him worth the first overall pick, or at the very least, like move him up in contention with like? You know, maybe maybe not beating out Trout, but maybe beating out like a Mookie Betts or an Arenado or somebody like that who are maybe ranked, you know, maybe Arenado is ranked ahead of him in your third base rankings, but maybe because of shortstop eligibility, you would slide Machado up and then pick up a, sh- a third baseman later. Yeah, I, I think with Machado... I'm looking at him and and I would be okay drafting him first overall because I'm a fan. Um, But I I don't think there's going to be a lot of people that would take him over trout uh, and, and understandably so, but I think that I'm playing him as a shortstop this year and I'm looking for 
you know, somebody else like a Michael Franco or, you know, another guy that's got some third base eligibility to plug into third base because it's so deep. Um, you know, this is just comes back to the case of, well, he's got the dual eligibility. You can slide him around. I mean, you could play him at, at third if you really wanted and try to nab, you know, another one of these guys, or even if you get a tool of whiskey, you know, in, the fifth or sixth round and, and want to use him as shortstop, but we know his injury history. So that'll be probably four weeks worth. And then you'll miss a couple months, but I, I definitely think he's, he's a top five pick um, for sure this year in, in, in every draft, he should be a top five pick. Yeah. I've still got him down around the, the eight range. Uh, I've still got him behind Arenado. I've still got him behind Altuve. The big reason is, look, if he were to steal 20 bases again, if I could, if he had ran last year at all, he'd absolutely be, you know, top two or three in my opinion. Um, yeah. But he didn't do anything. He didn't get a single stolen base last year after getting 20 the year before. And it's kind of like I don't know what the like the Orioles don't run. So you can't count on it. Do I think zero again? Maybe not, but maybe we're looking at something closer to like five. I mean, look, it's a bonus at this point, but uh, it's that that's what hurts him because the guys ahead of him either hit, you know, 40 plus home runs like Arenado and have that, you know, advantage of Coors Field or Altuve who's hitting you know, 20 home runs, yes, less than Machado, but stealing 30 bases plus batting almost 350, it feels like. You know, those guys, they just have a little bit more than Machado because they're because Machado just doesn't run. Those guys are true, like, five-tool players, you know, except for Arenado. And Ar- yeah. But Arenado is just, just slightly better than him in, every, in all the other categories that it, you can't put him ahead of him. You know, when I'm drafting somebody in the first round, I just want the best player. I think that's there. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I'll build my team around the rest of it. So I know the position eligibility is – the flexibility is nice, but I'm not going to just key in on it. Um, so we talked about another guy at second base who kind of had a, a big season in Segura, you know, yeah, you know, so I shortstop eligibility. I could have asked the same question here, but I, I left it for for second base. Um, Jonathan VR is the other one that kind of broke out last year. And I mean, if you thought Segura wasn't drafted last year, VR definitely was not drafted last year. Uh, I mean, this guy had never played more than ninety. No, like that's minors. He had never played more than like eighty-seven games in the majors. Um, he's always been decent when on the field, but it was playing time. And you thought he'd get it last year with the Brewers, and he, he absolutely did. And he proved to everybody he is the real deal. Um, 62 stolen bases, just an absurd number. The most surprising thing is the 19 home runs. Um, so I'm a little hesitant to believe that that's going to happen again. I mean, what do you what are you thinking with VR this year? I mean, his ADP is sitting at thirty overall right now. I mean, that third round 
for for a guy that was that productive, uh, I mean, out of nowhere. I, I mean, you just you don't know where this came from. Like you said, he didn't play in any games, and Milwaukee said, "Hey, you know what? Come on over. You're you're going to start. You're going to play." And damn, I mean, it was it was impressive. Um, I mean, plus he's got potentially second, third, and shortstop eligibility. So, you know, these three positions we're talking about, you know, well, two really tonight, but next week are are deep positions, and he's just at the top of all three of them. Um, I, I do think he, he's got way too many strikeouts. I mean, that that's the given here, the, the biggest – you know, issue in his game. But if you're in a league where you don't get penalized for strikeouts, I don't care. It doesn't matter then, you know. So go after him, and and I think he's definitely for real. Yeah, I mean, I'm not – I did a uh, – I did a recording a few weeks ago for a uh, – they're calling it like the draft um, – yeah, I'm kind of like botched the little promotion here I was trying to do for it. I don't remember the exact name, but it's basically like a, a big a big draft like series that they're doing here, um, and they're gonna get you ready for it. I did a, I did a, I did the shortstop recording, and I talked about VR and the guy that I did it with from Baseball Prospectus um, was kind of like you, like it's for real. Expect a little bit of a decline, but. Honestly, man, like, I'm thinking the home runs are going to drop significantly. Like, it could possibly drop into the, like, single digits again almost. And I look at, again, I look at the ground ball to fly ball ratio. It's over two to one ground balls. His home run rate went up from, at best, 13 in 2014 from 10 in 2015 all the way to 20% almost last year. That's unsustainable for a guy his size. I mean, he wasn't known as a power hitter. Yeah, obviously he's got some pop. You know, Altuve, I think, you know, obviously proves a lot of people wrong in that in that uh, category too. But he still strikes out a ton, so that, that worries you. There's just a lot of red flags with him. Uh, the steals are going to be there, you know, maybe more in like the high 40s, low 50 range. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if we get like 10 home runs from this guy. And look, it's still going to be valuable, but you're paying for 20 and 60 in the third round. I mean, that's what you're paying for. Um, so I'd, I'd just be very, very careful here with with Jonathan VR. And another guy that you might be paying for kind of this – crazy production from is Trevor Story. Um, home run king and dare I say strikeout king as well. I mean, this guy was kind of <laughs> all or nothing last year. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen anything quite like it. I mean, the guy just every time he hit the ball, it seemed like it went out of the park, but the dude struck out 31% of the time. I mean, that's, that's scary. That's like is is that actually worse than Chris Davis? I actually have to look that up. Uh, um, cuz I, I kind of want to 
I kind of want to know. It's, had, it's got to be. I had both of them in Dynasty. So <laughs> 32.9. So actually, Chris Davis is actually worse. Yeah. Uh, that's a, is that the Dynasty League where you have strikeouts as a category? Because that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah you're that's definitely punting that category. Um, uh, yeah, every week. My quick opinion on Trevor's story is. He's going to slow down. I mean, he was on just a torrid pace last year, especially at the beginning. Literally, he hit like a home run in his first – I don't even remember. It was something crazy. He hit like a home run in his – like he had like three home runs in his first five – like oh, three home runs. Oh, my God. Actually, I forgot how many it was. Two, uh, five, six. He hit like six home runs home in his runs. first – we well, hit six home runs in the first four major league games. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I just remember the start. Um, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, he he was just every time he hit the ball, it was like, yeah, he'd go one for four home run. He'd go two for six, two home runs. Three for five, two home runs. It was like, okay, this isn't can't possibly keep going, right? And he just seemed to keep doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he absolutely tore the cover off the ball. I mean. It's it's gonna slow down, right? I mean, we can't expect that to happen. But I mean, what what are we expecting from Trevor's story? Uh, I mean, I yeah, he's not gonna repeat that pace. Hopefully, on both spectrums. Um, but <laughs> the home run spectrum is the one I'm he really a getting. He's a guy in the minors too, so I wouldn't yeah, think that that's I, going anywhere. No, I think that's still gonna be there. Unfortunately. Um, uh, you know, hopefully he can learn a little more about some plate discipline. But aside from that, I, I don't – I just think that he's he's going to round out to be – I think he's still going to finish as a – for sure top 10, probably top six or seven shortstop in my opinion because he plays for Colorado. I mean, yeah. that helps him so much, um, you know, and as we saw – um, you know, they just have a, a nice favorable schedule this year. Uh, you know, their their first four games, they're at Milwaukee, which in early April, it's highly likely they'll have the dome closed. Balls will be flying out of there. Um, you know, he does have to play at L.A. and, and San Diego and, and San Francisco, but he also gets to play in um, Arizona. So, he actually, I think, was a better hitter at Arizona than he was at Coors. He, that's where he racked out a lot of those homers. Um, so you, you got to look at that, too, and see. You know, he's got games at Cincinnati. He's got games at Philadelphia this year. Um, you know, at Chicago Cubs, uh, at Pittsburgh. So there's plenty of opportunity early in the season for him to to kind of reestablish that pattern of home runs and power hitting um, with these ballparks he's going to be playing in. So yeah, I mean you just got to be leery of the the home away splits with him. You know he's one of those typical Colorado hitters. You know Arenado is one that proves proves that he can get it done away, uh, but you know he is a typical home away guy. Um, the power seemed to be, you know, legitimately still there. 11 home runs and 51 games away, but 
I mean, we're talking 16 home runs in 46 games at home in 20 less at bats. Um, it's the batting average, man. He hit 313 at home, 235 on the road. I mean, that's just crazy. So maybe he's the type of guy where, like, you, you need, like, a backup option who's more safe when he's on the road. You know, you'll give up a home run or two, but it's going to save your batting average type of deal. Uh, that's something to think about with him because it's, it's bad. It's really bad with him. 235, that's, that's pretty putrid if he's not just jacking the ball like almost every other game. So, yeah. Um, moving on, I threw this one in. We didn't, talk, we didn't talk about this one when we met to kind of plan these shows out because it wasn't really much news. But uh, big trade a few weeks ago that we kind of talked about. But Brandon Phillips moved to the Braves. Um, you know, Brandon Phillips is still going to be Brandon Phillips. I'm not worried too much about him. He's not interesting. Jose Peraza, though, is going to get the second base position there for the Cincinnati Reds. But he's got shortstop eligibility, so I was able to throw him into this conversation. Um, what do we, you know, where are you drafting this guy now? And and just for reference, his ADP right now, according to the Fantasy Pros, is 153. But look, that's the one thing about ADP that you have to keep, you know, you have to realize. The ADP stat started in January when he was a backup second baseman for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, he is now the starter, so his ADP is going to start climbing but even when we start doing most of our drafts in mid to late March, his ADP might not fully recover from how bad it was early. And there's a couple notes. In the mixed labor draft, which is a huge expert league draft, he went with the 101st pick. That was on February 13th. I believe that's the day after the trade. Uh but even in January, some of the FT, FSTA guys, they they liked him, and they took him 123. So, I mean, where are you expecting this guy to you know, have his ADP kind of land at at this point? Like, from this point going forward, like, where do you see his ADP being? Uh, I mean, I, I think that he's probably going to fall – right around that, that 110 to 120 mark. Um, you know, depending on, you know, how late the drafts are going and how, how he does in spring training, you know, taking on, um, you know, this starting role. Uh, I mean, he, he's never played a lot of games. I mean, he had 72 games last year, but before that in, in LA, he only played in seven games. So, Granted, that's when he came up, but, um, you know, I, I just, he's not a, not a big power guy. He's got a great average. Um, you know, he's, he's stealing bases. You know, he had almost, uh, he had 21 stolen bases in, in those 72 games. So that's a, that's a real nice clip right there. Um, you know, and, and he doesn't, eh, Strikes out an okay rate, I guess. Yeah, 12%, 33. not bad. 13%. Yeah, not, not horrible. Yeah, I call him, 20%. Like, 
the poor man's D Gordon. I I was just it actually made that, better like, because thinking. he'll hit three times as many home runs. Granted, <laughs> it's like uh, well, six. Yeah, but I mean, he still hits more home runs than D Gordon. Yeah, I mean, and he still managed twenty five RBIs in seventy two games. And, so and you can get him at know, a fraction of the cost. Oh yeah. So I mean, he's gonna get the runs. Um, he's gonna get RBIs. He's gonna get steals. Uh, he's got I, mean, RBI. I mean, twenty-five and seventy-two well, games is not good. But he he wasn't no, really it's good. It's, but it's he better than kinda, is what I'm getting. He'd at. he'd come in though. He'd come in though and just run. That's what he did. So seventy-two games is is a skewed stat. So you got to look at plate appearances here. He had two hundred fifty-six plate appearances. Um, so it's still not great, but yeah, I mean, he's beating out Gordon and all those stats. He might have less that's steals. What that's what I was getting at. So it you know. is interesting. I think that's an yeah, interesting I, thought, I think, like an interesting comparison here. I mean, C- Cincinnati is definitely in rebuild mode. So, you know, they're going to be a very young team come opening day. Um, you know, there's just not really a veteran presence besides Votto on that team. You know, I guess you could consider Mezzarocco a veteran, but not really. Um, so, yeah, I just think, uh, I mean, I like the guy. If And if he can be had that cheap, you know, if he falls back down towards that 130 to 140 range for whatever reason, okay. I just don't I know if a lot will. of people are going to know know who he is. So, I mean, I think, unfortunately, in our drafts, they do. <laughs> uh, he's well, not gonna yeah. go, you know, he's not going to go cheap, especially in the fancy six pack league. Uh, someone's someone's going to go after him before I'm even going to even think about him. That's just what's going to happen in our leagues. But yeah, in you know, if we were still playing, you know, with just our everyday buddies that don't study this yeah. stuff like we do. You know, we might be able to grab him and just be like, ha you guys have no idea who this guy was, you know. Yeah. And just benefit from it. So, fortunately, we don't play in these types of leagues a lot anymore. So, no. that is, that is what it is. more of those. <laughs> I, I know. So, I do I do get it every once in a while. And I'm like, man. Something out on it. Twitter. Sometimes I miss it. But then, like, You're looking the for amateur leagues. <laughs> <laughs> Do you and your coworkers have a league? Do you have an opening? Yeah. Let me play. I don't know. I get tired of those leagues, man. Because half that's why I stopped playing in them. Half the half the leagues I've playing in like mid May. You're like I'm already bored. Like <laughs> it just sucks. Yeah. So that is why I stopped playing them. I have to keep reminding myself of that. But all right, man. Let's finish up here real quick with the sleepers and busts. We started the show late, so I'm not trying to go till 10:30 if we can help it. Uh, yep. My sleeper here, Aldemis Aledmis Diaz. Um, kind of a little inside joke between uh, AJ and I here is is we got we got called out big time last year after Peralta got hurt. We were like, oh yeah, the backup shortstop or third baseman or whatever the hell. It's gonna be Jed Giorgio. Like, blah. Who cares? And someone like wrote us on Twitter. It was like, "Y'all are idiots." So let me Diaz, and I was like, "Who's this clown?" Um, yeah. And then like Diaz didn't get the didn't start. I was like, "All right, he's decent." Diaz isn't bad. Diaz didn't even get to start the year 
he came up like a week later and just destroyed it. I was like, all right, I feel really stupid, but all right. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, enough making fun of ourselves here and making us look bad. Diaz is good, man. Dude, I don't know why. Maybe people are afraid there's too much platooning going on in St. Louis because they do have a crowded infield. I mean, they're they're still talking about playing Colton Wong a lot. Uh, Giorgio's still there. Uh, Peralta's still going to be there this year. They got Matt Carpenter, who can move everywhere. Matt Adams is going to have to play at first. So when that happens, you know, Carpenter's going to move over somewhere. There's a lot of bodies in that middle in, in that infield for St. Louis. So maybe people are just worried he's not going to get the gains. Uh, but I mean, with the way he played last year, like I don't see how they don't give him almost a full slate of playing time here. Um, and he's good. And he's, God, he's relatively cheap, man. Like I, I don't quite get it. His, uh, his ADP here is, uh, oh, why do I have second base clicked? Um, I had shortstop click for a minute. I mean, his his ADP is 133. So, like, if you don't get one of those top eight where Segura is 61, you can wait right now on average. You can wait all the way until pick 133 to get Diaz for around about set time. I can guarantee you in our leagues he's not going, he's not going to go that far because I will grit him no. before that happens. And I know Tyler, Tyler Thompson – if he's listening, he's going to do the same damn thing. Cause him and I seem to yeah. like all the same players, which is crazy. Um, so Diaz is going to be good, man. He, he's just kind of an all around good batter and you can't go wrong with him. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like, uh, I like Diaz. I don't know. Maybe I'll just uh, sneak in and like, you know, round six and take him from both of you guys just to piss you off. <laughs> Um, oh, you can have him around six. I'm not taking him that early. Damn. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll we'll see how it pans out. Um, I I I'm actually going with the the other guy that you mentioned here a couple of times. I'm going with Gallorco, and, and not necessarily in the fact that he's going to be my starting shortstop player, but he's one of those guys that I was talking about that he's, I mean, he's got eligibility all over the field. So, I mean, you can plug and play him wherever you want um, because that's what St. Louis did last year when they were mixing and matching everybody under the sun in their infield. But I mean, you look, you look at his stats from 15 and 16. He played the exact same number of games, 128. Um, he had 21 more at-bats in 15, but he had so much better production last year. Granted, he was in San Diego in 15 and St. Louis in 16, so he was on a much better team. But in 21 less at-bats, he had 58 runs to 34. Um, he had 30 homers to 16. Uh, he had nine. Uh, I'm sorry, 59 RBIs to 57. So that was pretty much in line. He had 10 more walks and 10 less strikeouts, uh, 11 less strikeouts. He's not really running, so you don't have to worry about about stolen bases there. And, and his average is going to hurt you. Uh, I mean, he's down in the low 240s. Um, 
to mid two forties. So you know if he can bring his average up a little bit, he's definitely a, a plug-in guy and someone you can have super cheap and and just plug him in wherever you need to plug him in. I mean that's that's the beauty of this guy. Um, he's got first base, second base, third base, and shortstop. So. Oh, yeah, he's got everything. Because he played everywhere. That's what I'm talking about. Like, they moved him around everywhere. They just – and it's because guys like Colton Wong were so bad last year. Peralta was hurt. Matt Adams was useless at times. Um, I mean, they just – they moved Uh, him around. And he was was hitting so well. Like, it was hard to take his bat out of the lineup. I have to – I don't like to do this too much. I don't like to do this too much to you, but I'm – 100% 100% disagreeing with you at this point because I think they are going to be committed to the rest of the guys they have there in that infield. Gierko's not going to see enough playing time to be a legit option. He might be like a good platoon type guy if that's what you want to do with your shortstop position or maybe he's a utility guy that you have. Like, hey, when he plays, I'll throw him in because he's going to be good. But in an overall season, his numbers are going to drop significantly. His home run to fly ball rate was just out of this world. He was never expected to be a 30 home run guy like that. It was That's just not quite like that. Um, I mean, it just – every time he hit the ball, it was going out. It was It was nuts. So, I mean, his home run to fly ball ratio was like almost 25%. That's just – that's not going to happen again with him. So, if he's not getting the playing time, you know, expecting a good return on investment for him, it just isn't going to happen. So, sorry, man. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I think, you know, if if he gets in – and you've seen the injuries. You've seen the guys that have come up, like Wong, who just was bad. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be any better this year. Um, he may not be getting the playing time anyways. But, um, yeah, I definitely think they like Diaz much better. Uh, but he's a guy that I think is still going to get playing time. You know, those guys they're committed to are going to need days off, and someone's going to get injured. So, uh, you know, I think he's definitely their their fill in guy after the fact and, and if if and when that happens, he's gonna be productive. Yeah, so, I mean they, the good fun. thing is he can play three positions. He can play behind Wong, Gyoko, yeah. behind Wong, behind Diaz, and behind Peralta. Although it's weird, like I'm looking at ESPN and they're projecting Gyoko being the starting shortstop. Like I'm pretty sure they're the only team I've, I the only site I've ever seen doing this, which is I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna. No, it's gotta be Diaz. Like, there's Uh, no way. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, moving on to my bus, and I'm pretty sure you disagree with me here after the note that I saw you try to write earlier. Um. I was gonna write story, but we kind of talked about him, and I kind of already said I don't really think he's gonna repeat. Um. And I know that this guy's ADP is a very high, so it's hard to call him a bust. But Javi Baez for the Cubs. I think he's good. I really do. Um, it's just playing time concerns. I don't think, I don't think he's going to get enough playing time to be relevant. You know, it's going to take an injury 
or, or you know, somebody really slumping for Baez to get on the field cons- consistently enough to play. I mean, the Cubs are so good and so loaded everywhere that he could possibly play. He's just the odd man out at this point. Um, and that's my only fear with him. And people are drafting him based upon what he did in the playoffs. Cause I know he was really good in the playoffs and, you know, hoping that that carries over, but look in the playoffs is one thing. Like you just kind of ride the hot hand in the playoffs and, and that's what you do. Um, but in the regular season, like you're, you're looking to kind of build that team chemistry, you know, you're looking for longevity and, Baez, I don't think, is in the Cubs' plan to be a regular, a regular everyday player, and it's going to hurt him. I, yeah, I I do disagree with you there because I I was initially going to put him as my my second base um, sleeper uh, because I think he's going to be starting at second base. You know, come come opening day. Yes, they have a lot of guys that can play. They they got Zobrist still, but you know he's most likely going to be playing in outfield unless they have Schwarber out there and then they move Zobris back up into second base. Um, you know, you got Russell at short, but you also have Baez who can play there. You got Bryant who's penciled in at third, but can also play in the outfield and probably will play more outfield, I think. Um, so oh, he, he, he's open up there. Why would you think outfield? He played outfield last year. Why? What am I looking at here? Oh no, because they had a ton of, they had a, they had a slew of injuries last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so uh, I've got him at third. I'm sorry, um, but I, I think their I mean, normal everything starting play. lineup is going to be Schwarber in left, Zobris is second, and that's what's going to screw Baez. The only time Baez gets in there is when he either starts in place of Russell which is unlikely to happen very often. And when they want yeah. to sit Schwarber, Baez will get in there as like a defensive replacement when they want to take Schwarber out of the game and move Zobris back to left, and then Baez will come in. So, yeah, cool, he might get like in a bat every game. So he might play a lot yeah. of games, but he's not going to get a lot of bats. That's what I think is going to happen. Oh, but, you know, here again, you mentioned it with – people are buying into the outburst he had in the playoffs last year. Um, And we already talked about Daniel Murphy and his meteoric rise to stardom from New York to Washington. You know, maybe Baez is the next uh, Daniel Murphy. Who knows? Um, But I I think – He's young, you know, that team is just so stacked, like you said, it's it's hard to to find fits for everybody. Um, but but I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get more playing time than you might think. Um but keeping on that, my uh my bus player, I'm actually gonna go excuse me here, I'm gonna I, I originally had it at Warner Nunez written down, but I'm I'm gonna go with Addison Russell because he's he's getting drafted earlier. You know, people are, are really keying in on him. Um I mean he's a good power guy. He he had over twenty homers last year in um you know, hundred and fifty one games. Um had a lot of hits, but you know, okay numbers and runs, a decent amount of RBIs, but that team was just scoring a ton of runs. Um, 
You know, so he, he had 95 there. His average just is not good. Um, yeah. And he's not stealing bases for you. I, I think in a couple more years, he's definitely going to be a, a major force. Um, but I I dumped him in my dynasty league because I just wasn't buying into him right off the bat. Um, you know, I, I, I think he's good, but We've seen him struggle too, and and you know he's he's got a decent amount of strikeouts. I mean, 135 in in 525 appearances, so he was he was striking out at a you know strikeout to walk ratio at least was 41 percent. Um, so I I just I don't know. I I think people are going to be overpaying for him because of the playoffs too. And then they're going to see these like waves of him just not producing much and not getting on base enough. And if that happens, they may turn to buy it. So we'll see. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting. And, you know, the same can be said, you know, where I said for the catcher position for the Astros, where I said, I'm kind of staying away from it. Like, honestly, Look, the talent is there, and, and I think one of these guys, whether it's Russell or Baez or somebody like that, is going to be good this year. Um, it's probably just a situation I'm staying away from. I don't like these – there's too many guys in the infield, and it just doesn't seem settled. Um, Joe Madden loves to just mess around with things. Um you know, of course, this is me coming off saying I think Diaz is a, is a sleeper here, but I think Diaz is more planted in his spot. Like every site except for ESPN, it's weird that that's the one I pulled up just now. Um, every site except for ESPN seems to think that Diaz is going to be the starter at shortstop this year, and for good reason. So, um. Baez and Russell and you know Zobris and all these guys like there's just there's too many there that are just going to bundle the situation in Chicago. So yeah, I I get you, man. I I, I totally hear you. Anyway, yeah, that's it with- for the show. Um, so next week we will I think be back at eight thirty, and we'll be doing yep. the. Are we we're doing just third base next week, right? Because that's a that's a big that's Correct. that's a pretty big right, yeah. So we're just doing third yeah. base next week. So tune in next week at eight thirty, and uh, check that out. Make sure you listen back. We did catchers and first base last year in our kind of overall twenty seventeen fantasy baseball uh, intro primer show the week before that. So make sure you go back and listen to those, and get prepared for the season. Um, that's all I've got, man. You got anything else? Oh, man, I'm good. All right. Everybody have a good one and, uh, hit us up on Twitter at fantasy six pack or at Applegar at, ugh, God, I don't know why I stumble over your damn Twitter name all the time. AJ Applegar or something like that. A- no. man, what the hell is it? No. At Apple Garth Algar. It's my last name and Algar, A-L-G-A-R. I hate your damn, I hate your damn name. Um, <laughs> anyway. I'm just going to change it to 
at confusion, and then you can figure it out. Why can't it just be like at fantasy six pack AJ or something like that? Like, <laughs> make it simple. Damn. Um. Anyway, at fantasy six pack and whatever the hell he said. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everyone. See you all next week. All right. Night.